So welcome to All Things Plants. It's the podcast for everyone, because I know you guys want to know what this is about. So if you have a run-in with a plant in any sort of way daily, these conversations are for you. Like, did you walk past a tree this morning? Did you see one while you were driving? Yeah, so we use this podcast as a way to cross paths with many who celebrate the universe of plants. Through our journey of conversations about plants and even some random off-topic real-life things, we hope that our true human interactions captured in real time can inspire you, teach you, grow you, bring you closer to you, and even closer to Mother Earth. Mama, that's her name. So join our ATP crew as we chat about all things concerning plants and more. See you inside. Miggity Mike, 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 my Mike, Mike, Mike. All right, so I always need you to lead these conversations. I don't know something about getting on this mic. Be making me nervous. Nah, you be sounding good when you come on the mic. Awesome, thank you. don't sound like you'd be nervous. Really? Yeah. Okay. Comes off very natural. (sighs) Lovely, so... That was a good transition with the music, huh? It was. (laughs) Perfect timing. So you want to talk about my experience on the fruit journey and talk about... I I guess explain what the fruit journey is. I know you told me. What it is. Ooh, the fruit journey. F R O O T. Mm-hmm. It's a play on fruit. The fruit journey is it's a guided journey back to mama, mama earth, by way of the consumption of plants. It's leading people. I like it when it's louder. Okay. Yeah. I actually enjoy hearing myself now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to I had to turn your headphones up. Oh. The vocals were a little too loud, but your headphones were a little too low. Oh, okay. So I just adjust it up, just to get the levels right. You good? The professional. Mm-hmm. So, what is the fruit? What is fruit? Yes. What is the fruit journey? Fruit is all about plants, edible plants. The fruit journey is about leading and guiding people back to the elements of nature by way of consumption of plant foods. Okay. That's what it's about. It's really, really simple. Just a guided journey back to mama. So what's the purpose? The purpose is to allow people an opportunity to see what happens when they get back to nature to see if they like it. Because a lot of times when people begin to expose themselves to more plant foods in their whole and raw form, Mm -hmm. something about the DNA from the sun to the plant to the body, it causes them to start making different decisions. I agree. It changes you. It changes you. And it's not about me telling people what to do. It's more so about making recommendations and guiding them and for them to pay attention to themselves more and see what changes, examine themselves and see what changes actually happen and see if they like it. And if they do, 
allow them to witness that or, you know, watch them witness that and see where they go from there. Okay. Yeah. So do, so you have any personal goals with the fruit journey? I know the, the goal, I know you, you explain what you want other people to get from mm-hmm. it. But what do you want to get from it? What do I want to get from the fruit journey? A few different things. Clarity. Peace. Okay. An overall sense of wellness. Um, a heightened level of awareness. And I want to tap into my full human potential. Okay. I think that's the biggest thing for me, tapping into my full human potential. And you feel like the 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 eating part of that that journey is most important or at least most important now? Right now. Right now. It is. Okay. And you know, so far during this experience, I've been taking it slow. Um, I'm not doing 100% raw foods right now, but just introducing 80% raw foods. Okay. It has allowed me to increase one of the most important things that I would say uh, for me is discipline. Mm. It has really allowed me to tap into discipline, something I fought against for so long. So so how did that translate to real life? How did the, the discipline show up? The discipline showed up in setting rules. So the first rule for myself was, let's create a new habit. Okay. And that habit was, let's do 80% raw foods in whatever form. So it can be whole, it can be juice, it can be frozen fruits. Mm-hmm. And 20% eat whatever the fuck I want. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to witness myself and see when I have the opportunity to eat that 20%. Mm-hmm. What it? What would I choose? Now, when you say twenty percent, is it twenty percent of the time or twenty percent of what you actually consume? Because some people would take that, say, you know, twenty percent, have many days out of that week that would be, and they would pig out on those days. I love mathematics, so I look at it as twenty-one meals a week, okay. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Okay. So out of that, eighty uh, percent, twenty percent of that would be four meals that are cooked or whatever I want. Okay. And then the remaining, which is what. Uh, 18, 18, <laughs> the other 18 meals mm-hmm. would be raw. Raw. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So do you, so how, how did you, in the past, have you done this in the past? This particular setup? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. I have been raw once in my life. It was probably about 10 years ago and okay. it was the best I ever felt in my entire life. Nice. So what was the, what was the thing you remember the most? I remember that it was three things. I remembered my experience with my emotions. Mm -hmm. Whenever I had, um, whenever I experienced an emotion that we would call, let's say a lower vibratory emotion, such as sadness, Mm -hmm. despair, um, maybe even jealousy. Okay. Those emotions were short-lived and it was like there was an immediate purpose for it of some sort. It was like Mm -hmm. I processed it quicker. It was... The emotion was more comfortable. So you didn't dwell on it. It wasn't. Like didn't dwell on it. Like if there was jealousy, the jealousy served a purpose. I allowed the jealousy to empower me. Hmm. So if I was, let's say, jealous of um, another artist, I would like immediately identify, oh, okay, I'm jealous because 
I'm not producing enough artwork. Let me get to it. Mm. So I used it to empower me yeah, yeah, okay. versus honing in on the jealousy and allowing it to consume yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that clarity, that mental clarity, I can only imagine. Yes. That was one of the first things I noticed, too, when I started eating cleaner mm. and more healthier. The mental clarity that came with it. The way I thought about things. Yeah. Yeah, all that 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 shifted when I started eating different. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. Um, let's see. Um, there was a more constant state of hmm. It wasn't joy. It was a constant state of I guess we would call it peace. Okay. It wasn't happiness. It wasn't necessarily joy. It was just like very level, very leveled for me. Mm-hmm. So. I wasn't as emotional. So what? I guess what did that? What did that tell you about? I mean, I guess it stabilized my nervous system. That's okay. what I'll say. Yeah, it stabilized my nervous the system. The food that you consume and stabilize your your nervous system. I would I would I would correlate it directly to the food because as soon as I changed what I was consuming, mm-hmm. these changes happened to me. So I would I would give it a direct correlation. Yeah, I agree. I, I tell mm-hmm. people all the time: the moment I changed my diet, it, would, it changed my life. Mm, I love that. Period. Yeah. You know I mean? uh, mm-hmm. Exclamation point. You know what I mean? And I, and I tell people, everybody I talk to now, I say, man, you change your diet, you change your life. Mm-hmm. And most people, it's the sugar and the salt. Yeah. It's one of the two biggest things people have a problem with. What kind of salt, though? <clears throat> Just salt, salt in general. Like, people like okay. their food, you know, over salt. Like, put salt on everything. People put salt on everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? You season your food up with it, and then once you cook it, and it comes out, and then you put more salt on top of that. You know what I mean? My grandpa was like that. Yeah, you put salt and everything, and then you put the sauce on top of that, <laughs> which is also salty. Saute. Yeah, you know I mean, so and then a lot of canned foods, a lot of yeah. processed foods. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? A lot of things that last a long time in the cabinet. Yeah. Full of salt. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? So those things. Yeah. So, but um, the third thing was my sex drive was out of control. I was horny mm. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I felt like I was DTF all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I was like, I just, it was like down there in that, you know, arena in that area. It was like, I could feel her. I could feel my womb. Mm. Like when I was eating normal food, I couldn't really feel it like for instance when i'm listening to this teacher masahadi when we're going through his meta healings for instance he wants you to feel for instance like your spine and then go deeper feel your cells Mm -hmm. feel your muscle tissues Mm -hmm. get down to your cells Mm -hmm. without even consciously thinking when i change my diet to all raw foods i could feel my womb Mm. I could feel her. So you're more in tap with yourself. More in tap. Yeah, I was I was tapped in and then I was Yeah, I was just I was I was very I, yeah, I was I was I guess you would call it horny. That word is so like ugh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was just like um yeah. I um I that horny I word. It yeah, was another it, word it's for not it. Not horny like you your um it is another word for it, like your uh, your sex your sex drive. Yeah, my sex drive increased. Yeah, okay. that sounds way better. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my sex drive sure, was sure. definitely increased. Um, 
which is which is not just for let's say for a lack of a better term fucking but mm. being able to transmute that energy and use it for creativity Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, there was still more energy coming from that center. Yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so that was really beautiful. So during that time frame, you know, I was able to, I was going to, I was full-time college student. Mm-hmm. I was running a business. I think I had just opened like my, no, that wasn't then. Not the art gallery. But I was running another business and I was working a full-time job. And I just had so much energy. Mm. Um. I did not require eight hours of sleep. That was too much for me. Yep. I, I, I know exactly what you mean. Right? How mm-hmm. many hours of sleep are you getting now, normally, on average? Now, I get more, um, which is a good thing for me, because I guess I got to the point I spent too many years only getting four hours of sleep. Okay. Four hours was three hours, four hours, four and a half max. That's mm-hmm. probably what I would get. But I went years like that. And everybody around me they was like, "Yo, you got to stop doing that. You got to get more, more sleep." Yeah. You know what I mean, and um, the older I got, the more I started like believing that, like, you know what, I need to like get more rest. And I, I've been getting six, seven hours now. Okay. You know what I mean, sometimes five. Okay. Um, when you get five hours, do you mm-hmm. feel fully rested? Yeah. Okay. I get four hours. I feel. Four. I, I don't. I don't need to sleep that long. Mm-hmm. But it's just that I put myself in the habit of making it a point to get more sleep. Like, you know what I mean? Once it gets so a certain time of night, I'm like, I relax. You know what I mean? Get off yeah. the computer. I make myself wind down because I will go and I'll go and I'll look up and I'm like, fuck, I got to get three hours. I got to get up in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And before, it just doesn't bother me at all. It's just like, all right, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, all right, let me get a little bit more sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, four hours is all I needed for a long time. Mm. And then once I started eating, my eating habits changed. Okay. The four hours was really enough. It was really like I, I was good. I'll pop up. So I'm going to assume, let, let's see if I'm right. I'm going to assume this is when you got even cleaner with the foods. You needed less sleep? Uh, Yes. Okay. Yes. I needed, well, the, the four hours, like it just, it, it, it fulfilled me a lot more than mm-hmm. it was in the past. Like I, I would wake up. About the four hours before I was eating better, yeah. and I would I would still get up and get going, but it was like I, it took me a little bit longer to mm-hmm. like really get chugging. Take me like a good 30, 40 minutes to like really get moving. Yeah. When I when I start eating cleaner, four hours I jump up, I'm out the bed and I'm out the door. So what does a day of clean eating look like for you, humble? Fruit, nuts. Break it down for the people. What, what kind of what kind of fruit are you eating in the morning? Um, I switch it up. I got, sometimes I do raspberries, blackberries, mm. blueberries, strawberries. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on what season it is, I do mango sometimes. Mm. But just I like cold, fresh fruit. I like my fruit my fruit cold. Okay. Whether it be apples, oranges, whatever, it just just tastes better when it's cold. Okay. Um, fruit in the mornings. Some I do smoothies a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when I put like chia seeds, flax seeds, all the try to get all like the little grains and sea moss, and I put extra fruit in there. I put vegetables in there, spinach, okay, kale, stuff like that. Um, so when you make your smoothies, quick, what you know what? I'm let me let you finish. Go ahead. Yeah, then I nuts. I I usually eat a lot of nuts throughout the day. Pause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I eat uh, like <clears throat> like almonds, cashews, walnuts. Pecans. I like almost all all of them except peanuts. I'm not, I don't really like peanuts. Got you. Um, Cashews are lit. Yeah, for sure. Pistachios. I like them all. Okay. I, I usually have a trail mix usually with me mm-hmm. most of the time. And uh, cranberries. Cranberries is the 
the little bit of sweetness mm-hmm. I need to like really make trail mix like you know what I mean my snack throughout the day. Yeah. Um, a lot of water. Okay. Usually try to drink between a half a gallon and a gallon if I can. I haven't drunk a gallon of water in a day in a long time. What um, type of water do you prefer? Spring water. Okay. Yeah, that's usually what I get. Um, nice. Yeah, a lot, a lot of water. Black coffee. Okay. Um, espresso or coffee brew? I switch it up. Usually I do espresso. Okay. Usually I like to just get it done. Let me get a triple shot. Mm-hmm. Boom, bap. I, little ice cubes in there to cool it off real fast and swallow it, chase it down with some water. Yeah. Get that caffeine trip over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't really. Sometimes I sip. Sometimes I get a, I'll get a cup. Mm-hmm. I'll sip, you know what I mean? But most of the time I just. You ever did the uh, Americano? That's just espresso water, right? Yeah. Yeah, essentially what I do. Mm-hmm. I because if, if I don't get ice in it, I'll just drop a little water just to cool it off. Word. But I kill usually. I don't. I don't sip my coffee. Okay. I just get it down because I want the effects. It's all about the caffeine. Yeah. Do you Only sweeten it? No. Okay. Black, straight black. Period. Okay. Full stop. Gotcha. No sugar. No nothing. Straight up. No syrup. No nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to the head. No, nothing. And then, uh, yeah, but lunch is usually just vegetables. I don't eat no meat anymore, so. Okay. Vegetables like a salad or something like that, grains. Then usually dinner, mm-hmm. same thing, just vegetables. Usually I saute my vegetables up for dinner. Okay. Usually lunch is usually raw vegetables most of the time. Okay. Like a salad or some sort. Um, then usually I just saute my vegetables up at night. Do you do a water saute or an oil saute? Oil. I use a lot of olive oil. Okay. Yeah, Nice. Every once in a while, I, I know sesame seed oil. Seed oil is really bad for you, so. Oh, really? But I like the taste of sesame seed oil. Okay. Um, I like cooking with grapefruit oil every once in a blue. I just know how bad seed oils are. Is it, bad be, is it bad when it's cooked, or is it bad just because? I think it's bad just because, but don't okay. quote me on that. I When I digested the infant. When I when I, I used to use it a lot. Yeah. Then I I got in the habit of like trying to check everything that I use. Like let me just actually check what this. I know this seems healthy. Grapeseed oil is better than vegetable oil, but let me see what this shit really is. So when I researched it, seed oils are just really not good for us hmm. in general. So that's interesting because um, grapeseed oil is one of the oils that is um, a lot of alkaline. Um, Chefs or alkaline or people who follow the alkaline lifestyle from mm-hmm. Dr. Sabi, mm-hmm. um, they say grapeseed oil is an approved oil. Yeah, I think you can use it, but there is something I just um, should probably look it up. But there's um, what are we looking at? Let's Google it. Seed oil. Okay. Like, are um, seed oils harmful? And maybe it is just cooking. Maybe it is that is not. Good yeah, because just like I know with um, olive oil, because I'm really particular. Excuse me. I'm really particular um, with the oils that I use. Um, so a lot of times I'll use um, organic olive oil, mm-hmm. and I make sure it's single source where the olives came from one particular vineyard. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's called a vineyard or whatever you call it. Well, olive grow on trees? Yeah, I think olives grow on trees, so it wouldn't be a vineyard. Yeah, I, yeah, I have no idea. Because <laughs> a vineyard is when things grow on vines. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> so not a, not a vineyard. Not a vineyard, <laughs> but it's single source from one, you know, farm. Let's just say that. Yeah. And I have to also make sure that the oil has a high polyphenol content. It's like antioxidants in the oil. Hmm. 
And I only go for the oils that have the polyphenol content marked and labeled on the bottle. So I can know like how much per gram. You're teaching me something today. Yeah. I never dug that deep on. I just know that I don't fuck with, you know what I mean, vegetable oil and, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. the seed oils and shit. But I, uh, I guess when I fry food, I do. Whatever I do, whenever I do eat seafood, you know what I mean, if I want to fry something mm-hmm. in peanut oil, it, I don't know, something about cooking fried food in peanut oil that tastes way better. Yeah, from the culinary aspect. Yes, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it just tastes way better. So. That's what uh, Chick-fil-A uses? Yep. That's what they fry their chicken sandwiches in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Chick-fil-A too, because they're releasing a um, fried cauliflower sandwich. Ooh. They're running a pilot. I don't like it. Have you tried it? No. No, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't like the sandwich. I don't like, what I'm talking about is I don't like when these fast food places yeah. try to, I mean, I get it. It's not, I guess I don't like it is not the right term. Do I smell a hater? Yes. Ooh. I think, I, I just like Burger King selling the Impossible Burger. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just like, what about ah, it? I ain't really with it. It's just you cook it and you cook it on the same, you cook it on there right next to all the other meat. Using the same utensils, most likely the same grill. They do the same everything. Yeah. So it really ain't. But it made a lot of plant be. Uh, it made a lot of plant based people happy. Like I'm a part of some groups. Mm-hmm. Now I wasn't purely impressed because mm-hmm. I already knew, you know, when the Impossible Burger dropped, I did my research. I saw that it was, you know, high in soy, mm-hmm. um, super high in estrogen, super super high. That's, that's... And exactly. you know, people will battle and. I'm not here to go back and forth with you if you have your thoughts and feelings. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but however, um, from my research and understanding, estrogen is just, we don't need that much. It had such a high level of it. Yeah. Um, it's but just fast food. Just, mm, just, uh, but there were a lot of people who were very happy that they now had an option when they were just on the road. Yeah, but it's just bullshit. It's just fat. The fast, it just, I guess, it's tainting the... The, the perspective of what this vegan food and healthy eating is. For sure. And that see, that's why I say boo. Because then people will be like, oh, I'm eating healthy. I get a, you know what I mean? I, gotta, yes. I eat a possible burger from Burger King instead of the real burger. And they use that justification to... And it's not better. It's You're not. actually better off, most likely, really eating the real hamburger. Mm. I mean... It's fu- it's fucked up because the cow has to die, and the cow is definitely a sentient building, um, a sentient uh, being, mm-hmm. animal. Um, the mamas cry when they the calves are taken away, mm-hmm. so it is. It's fucked up for me to say that. It is. It's a dichotomy. I mean, I don't know yeah. what to say. It, it just really, it, it really did. is. So we have so many of them. But in relation to society, in relation to the human body and health and wellness, mm-hmm. the Impossible Burger isn't better than the meat burger because it's processed. Point. But that, that's my point. That's why when I say boo, it's because of that that, that same thing because we know what real healthy food is and yes. when you start tainting that pool, it's just, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't like it. And Chick-fil-A getting into it, it's kind of like, come on, man. I like what Chick-fil-A is doing, though, because they're actually using a whole plant food item. They're not taking the cauliflower and um, 
taking out extractives of it. Like, they're not doing a pea protein, mm. like an isolate. They're not doing an isolate. They're actually using a whole food item, dipping it in a batter, and then frying it. So for what's, me, I respect that. What's the batter? The batter, um, I don't know what it is. I'm just going to assume, because I don't know if it's going to be vegan. I think it's vegetarian. So I guess the batter would be, you know, whatever they use on the chicken, maybe the egg and the flour. Okay. Right? But I like the fact that they're actually using a whole food item, which yeah. is a huge deal. It's yeah, not a I, processed impossible burger. I, I agree, but it's just, to me, it's just, you, it's just Chick-fil-A is the high end of fast food. Humble is not sold on the bullshit. Nope. But it's still fast food. You know what I'm saying? It's still fast food. And, yeah. we, and we understand that in order to make the food fast that way, and to have that amount of turnover to give out these these chicken sandwiches all day consistently, you know what I mean? It has to come from a process level. All that fast food shit is like that. Mm-hmm. So it's all bu- it's not. I can't say it's all bullshit, but it's not the healthy shit for you. And you know what I mean? Chick Fil A's getting in, it just it is the, the top. They just they're the same family as Burger King to me. It just they the top. They just the fancy version of a Burger King. But a cauliflower patty. Versus an Impossible Burger. Yeah. Literally a whole plant versus yeah. a... But everything else you get on besides that piece of cauliflower is probably going to be bullshit. Between okay, the, the batter, bread. The, the bread is processed. The bread, the batter, the fries, the drink. Everything that comes along with that. So the only healthy thing you got in that meal is a piece of cauliflower. Okay. And they're presenting that as a healthy meal. No, they're not. Well, no. well. so when they, when, they, when they come out, it's like, hey, you guys, we got this new cauliflower thing. It's with the like celebration of hey, we have a healthy choice now. No, what, what do you think it's for? They're promoting and they're promoting a an option for those who don't eat meat. It's not a health. It's not. It's not a healthy option. They have their healthy options. They have like that. their uh, low fat dressing, their um, sugar free lemonade. Um, you can get a side of fruit or a side salad versus a French fry. They promote that as something that's yeah, healthy. I can't go. But they, from what I've seen, they haven't promoted this as a healthy version. They're just saying, hey, if you don't eat chicken, we have a non-meat alternative for you. So can come eat some of my other bullshit. <laughs> so we'll take the meat out and give you a piece. I'm going to try that shit. <laughs> I might try one day too, but still, I ain't going. <laughs> I ain't going. Now, um... So, but you know, it, it's it's a journey for people though. Um, some people, some people slowly transition. Um, yeah, I was I was a slow transitioner. Yeah, so sometimes these foods are helpful to help get people away. I agree from the meat. That that, that part I can't argue, and I and I, and I agree one hundred percent. It is it is a, it's a stepping stone for someone on the route that way. Yeah, because we're not so there anymore. It. You know, that was where we were back then. But yes. when we tap back into that old version of ourselves, like, yo, that's that's helpful. Yeah, I, now that part, I, I give you, I give you that. Yeah, for sure. there's value in that part. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, yeah it's it's definitely Man, not a I'm health food. But this is why the fruit journey exists because I want to guide people to what real plant foods are Word. you know taking it back to the fruit journey mm-hmm. that's that's one reason why it does exist for sure mm-hmm. so um i did google our seed oils toxic and i landed on a website called zeroacre.com it's a blog okay what is that? and i'm um, just looking at it from the article at a glance um it says industrial seed oils were invented 
when there was no meaningful health regulation. Then they became increasingly popular based on flawed research, mm. suggesting they were heart healthy. Mm. In the intervening 100 plus years, numerous in vitro cell studies, animal studies, human clinical trials, and observational studies have demonstrated the toxic effects of seed oils and their byproducts created during heating. Something I spoke mm. about earlier, the heating aspect. Yep, yep. <clears throat> so just to pause on that, like when I'm dealing with my olive oil, like for instance, like one thing that I will do is like I love making a pasta dish. Mm. So I used to, you know, toss my mushrooms and vegetables in the oil and cook it mm. and then toss it with the pasta and cook the pasta with the oil and put the sauce in there. Mm. But now, instead, I would do more so of like a water saute for all my vegetables, then toss it with the tomato sauce and the pasta, mm -hmm. and then drizzle my high-quality olive oil, which I paid money for, for mm -hmm. all the benefits, and I would drizzle it on top when it's done. Mm -hmm. And the flavor is more robust, and the polyphenols aren't being damaged, because at the end of the day... Fat is fat. That's one thing I've learned through some research last year. Fat is fat. It doesn't matter if it's an olive oil, corn oil, coconut oil, soybean oil. The body really just doesn't fuck with fat like that because mm -hmm. um, it's just fat. But if you are going to take it in, it's like, what is the, how can I consume it in a way where I get the most benefits from it? Yeah. And I found you do that by not heating it. But let me go back to the blog. So while there are a few possible benefits to seed oils, such as vitamin E, low amounts of omega-3, ALA, and reduction in cholesterol, according to some studies, these properties are not unique to seed oils and don't outweigh the potential for harm. Industrial seed oils are hard to avoid if you mainly eat food from restaurants and prepackaged processed foods, mm -hmm. but easy to avoid if you learn to read labels and do as much of your cooking as possible. <coughs> that part. Yeah, so they're not they're not good for you. Well, they're not good for you when you heat them. Because, well, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Um, yeah, they're not good for you when, when you heat them. Oh, wow, this is interesting. Okay. The average American consumes 5 to 10 tablespoons of vegetable oil per day. So, ah, quiz. So five tablespoons of corn oil requires how many ears of corn? Five tablespoons? Mm-hmm. How many ears of corn? Yeah. Fifty. No. One more try. A hundred? Close. Ninety-eight. For five teaspoons? Tablespoons. A tablespoon? Yeah. For still. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. Whoa. Five tablespoons of sunflower oil requires how many sunflower seeds? A thousand. <laughs> no. More than that? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> 2,000? <laughs> nope, 2,800. To make how many? How much? Five tablespoons. That's pretty wild. That's a pretty high... That's a lot of product for a very small yield. It is. It's um, What's coming to mind right now is that oil is not sustainable. Yeah, it doesn't like sound for, like for, it. for Mother Earth. What about olive oil? Don't have it, but we do have grapeseed oil. Guess how many grapes it requires? A thousand. Nope, lower. Two <laughs> 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 hundred. Nope, six hundred and twenty-five. That's a lot of grapes. That is a lot of grapes just for that small amount. Yeah. So when every all those bottles in the grocery store, 
So how are they growing all these grapes? Because if we're consuming it, we're wasting it, and we're making oils out of it. Where's all this food coming the from? The shit you think about, right? Yeah, what is this? What, is it stepped on oil? It has to be stepped on. What do you mean stepped on? Like like uh, mixed down with something to, to stretch it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you add baking soda to your Coke to make, you know what I mean? Now you got more of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You went from a key. <laughs> we could use any other example. <laughs> Word. Step, step, step doing is like a drug analogy, though. That's why I went there. Oh, shit, that's hilarious. So, yeah. But that, yeah, you know. But I don't think so. Like, no, because you're, you're purchasing pure oil. What do you think they give us pure oil? I don't believe they give us pure oil. Yeah, I mean, yeah, certain oils, yeah. Like, you'll know if it's a blend. Like, they'll say, like, a vegetable oil blend. I hi- like, I, I, th- I might be totally wrong, mm-hmm. but I feel like all these processing plants and agencies and, not say agencies, but all these processing plants and companies. Yeah. I think they, they squeeze every profit at every turn. Sure. I'm sure some brands, um, sh- some brands might mix it, but they would have to mix it with, I'm thinking another oil. It can't be a liquid because we would be able to see that visually by yeah, eye. Yeah, for sure. I think it has to be another oil. Um, it has to be another oil. But either way, that oil is still connected to some sort of plant that's being grown yeah. in a large amount, which clearly is not sustainable for the earth. Yeah, that sounds wild. Uh, I mean, check out this. We have um, rice. So five tablespoons of rice brand oil requires how many cups of brown rice? 273. <laughs> Way too high. <laughs> no, 100. No, 40, 40 cups of brown rice. But still, that's a lot. It is. And I, that's in five tablespoons. I, I wonder if, if the, the processing of this food is kind of like they use the oil for this and they use this for that. So where like no, nothing, nothing gets wasted. You do know what I'm saying? I can see that. Like maybe... Um, you, just you like, could have like maybe say a juice company like Welch's. You know, maybe they they produce their grape juice, mm-hmm. and then maybe um, once they produce the grape juice, the seeds that are left over from it, yeah, they might sell those seeds to an yeah. oil company <clears throat> and then have that pressed. Yeah, like the corn thing. You know, what I mean, they mm-hmm. squeeze all the oil, but the husk could be processed into something else. Yeah, for sure. You know, so maybe maybe it's something like that. But even still, that is that's that's insane. So um, industrial seed oils tend to contain fats that are oxidized or structurally damaged at the molecular level. Mm. So this isn't their natural state, but rather occurs from an uh, industrial processing during Mm. storage Mm -hmm. or when they're heated and used for cooking. Mm. So in fact, oxidation is a critical factor that makes the biological effects of seed oils significantly more harmful than other fat sources that are not easily oxidized. Mm. So, in other words, consuming industrially processed sunflower oil is much different than eating a whole sunflower seed. Hmm. Learn something new today. So, finally, when we discuss seed oils for the purposes of toxicity, we're not including olive oil, avocado oil, or coconut oil compared to most seed oils. These fruit oils have only uh, low to moderate amounts of linoleic acid. Uh, For example, sunflower seeds oils contain up to 75% linoleic acid. Olive oil averages around 12% linoleic acid. Mm. That's huge, 12 yes, and 75. For sure. 
So linoleic acid is an issue because it's unstable and it oxidizes easily. So when we look at this chart, we can see that grape seed oil. Look at that. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. So when I found out this information, that's what Whoa. sparked me about, you know what I mean, so, seed oils. So I was like, oh, so it's not good for you. So soybean actually has lesser linoleic acid than grapeseed. Hmm. Yeah, grapeseed is up there. It's pretty bad for you, in my understanding. Holy. Yeah. So <clears throat> more of the story is be careful with your oils. Pay attention to what oil you, you with which oils that you're using and how you're using them. Mm-hmm. If you heat them, if you don't. Yeah. You know, and the seed oils. No, understand. Just know what you're putting in your body. Know what you're putting in your body and experiment. You know, see what your body feels like when you're not taking in oils mm-hmm. or right. taking in as much. Yep. Just, you know, don't, you don't have to take someone else's word for it. Experiment. Yes. Listen Ve- to your body. Vegetable oil doesn't sit well with me anymore. Okay. If I, if I eat Pringles or certain type of chips or anything like that, mm-hmm. that has, I, I get sick. I get, you know what I mean, that. That, that icky feeling immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had know. that icky feeling the other day when I went to Chick-fil-A and ordered some french fries. Mm. It was like... Yeah. I could feel it. I could mm-hmm. feel almost like the oil like sticking in my vessels and not moving along like it needed to. <laughs> I was like... Eh, get out of me! Get out of me! <laughs> it's, crazy. It's, it's crazy what happens when you change your eating habits, how your body responds to mm-hmm. the bullshit. Yeah. Know, for lack of a better term. And you're very you're very aware, like the and that's also another thing too about the fruit journey, and focusing on eating more plant foods and maybe you can attest to this too. You are more connected to your body. Yes, absolutely. And it's almost as if you have a innate knowing when your body starts acting a little funky. You're yep. like, okay, I think it was because of this. Yep, super in tune with my body. Mm-hmm. So when something when I eat something, I know exactly what it is. Yeah. Or if I feel a certain way, eight times out of ten, I know exactly why I feel that way. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what... It could usually happen pretty fast. Yeah. If I'm going to get a headache from something, mm-hmm. it's going to give me a headache pretty fast. I'm like, oh, yep, that gave me a headache. Yeah. Don't need to eat that no more. So, yeah, I'm super in tune with my body now. Does gluten give you a headache? No, but I'm not really a gluten... Right. You know, but I I eat very selective food at this point, mm-hmm. either vegetable or grain or fruit. Yeah, love it. Period. Love it. So, yeah, very little processed food. Every once in a while, I go on my little binges where I eat cereal or chips, <laughs> or honey bunches and bones. But, but I I but nachos. I eat nachos, but I, I do a lot of vegetables. Damn, nachos sound good. But I do a lot of vegetables in my nachos. But I'm I also am aware that the chips. Process, so what do you put on there that's like <clears throat> cheesy? Uh, I don't usually put them nothing cheesy on there. Every once in a while, I might drizzle some mozzarella, maybe mm-hmm. just to, but I don't, really, I don't need cheese for my because I put I put a lot of lot of lot of stuff in my. Nachos. Tell us what humble's nachos are like. Uh, <laughs> let's see what other stuff: onions, mushrooms, peppers. Banana peppers, spinach, you usually sprinkle some kind of grain on there, fresh vegetables on there, tomatoes. What else? Let me think, think, think. Um, hummus, mm. cabbage, mm-hmm. 
Um, sheesh, what else? <laughs> You know, cilantro and all those fresh little herbs. And let's go, like let's um, go, yeah. Mm-hmm. What else do I put on there, man? Um, I don't know. I, I usually pile it up. Yeah. I pile it up. It'd be a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it'd be more vegetables. Nacho Supreme. Yes, for sure. It's way more <laughs> vegetables than chips. Okay. Yeah, I mean, for sure. You ever tried like a plant-based cheese sauce? Yeah, I've tried the vegan cheeses. Uh, it's okay. On, on nachos, it works. Because Word. it's so much stuff yeah. that it's not like a sing without taste. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't... And usually when I eat nachos, I usually try to eat the stuff I don't like to eat. Like, the healthy stuff I don't like to eat. Like, I'm not a fan. I hate Brussels sprouts. Oh, okay. But I will chop them up on nachos because you really can't taste it. There's so much right. other stuff on there, you know what I mean? That yeah. really can't taste it. But I know Brussels sprouts are good for you. Okay. There's certain things, like beets, I know they're good for you. <laughs> But on nachos or a salad, or like a, the wrap I heard earlier, I can't taste it. I could see those beats in that wrap you had too. It's pretty, but god damn it, they nasty. <laughs> yeah, but you can't you can't taste them when it's like mixed in to certain stuff. God bless you. <laughs> those vegan cheeses are also full of oil. Yes, I, I'm aware that the best. So I, I try to use cheese in general sparingly. Yeah, I got my I got my days though. You know what I mean? Some days I I'll, I'll eat a vegan burger. I'll eat them. I eat a. Big ass impossible burger and put some cheese on it. For sure. Yeah. Slit. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it is. So I I, I eat I, I tread the line. Yeah. You know what I mean, I eat some bullshit maybe once or twice out of the week or the month. Yeah. That's that's dope. You can make a real lit um like creamy nacho cheese sauce by boiling like potatoes, carrots, mm. garlic, and onion. And then Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, blending it with um, some nutritional yeast and mm. some taco seasoning mm. and some like lemon juice and vinegar to lift it, and you'll have like a nice orange creamy like nacho cheese sauce. Oh, and yeah? it's that's a whole food plant based okay. thing. Run that recipe back just so people can get that again. <clears throat> so you're gonna boil some potatoes. I recommend Yukon Gold, but Idaho will work. Carrots, onion. Yellow onion, if you can. And garlic. You want to boil that in some vegetable broth for extra flavor. If you don't have vegetable broth, then you can use some water. How long do you usually just boil it till? You want to boil it until you can press a fork into your carrot and your potato, and it goes right through it. Okay, perfect. Um, Yeah. So then we are going to let that cool down and then add that to a blender. Okay. And we're going to blend it with... um, a little bit of liquid, you know, depending on how thick you want your um, sauce to be. Mm-hmm. You can, um, oh, let me also go back. When you're boiling these items, you can also add some cashews to it as well for the creaminess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let that cool down for about maybe 20 minutes and then um, put it in a blender and blend it with um, some salt, if you choose, some nutritional yeast. And then you can do lemon juice or vinegar to lift the flavor. And then for the nacho flavor, add your favorite taco seasoning. Mm. Okay, I'm going to try that. Yeah, and that's a, that's a plant-based option mm. if you don't want to do, you know, the processed cheeses. Yeah, <clears throat> um, now that I hear you say that, I don't, I don't like liquid cheeses. Okay. I don't, I don't know why. I never like liquid cheese. I like, like the real cheese and just melt it in the oven. So, like, even when you were eating 
a standard American diet, you didn't like the liquid nacho cheese. Nah. Word. So this probably wouldn't work for you. Yeah. But I mean, it's not, I would try it. You would try it. Yeah, I, but I wouldn't use it. I would use it like a drizzle instead of like cheese Word. and sauce. You know okay. So yeah, I, I still try it though. It sounds, okay. it sounds good. Sounds like a good option versus cheese for sure. You can also do like um, a cilantro lime crema. Cilantro lime crema? Mm-hmm. You could one. drizzle that. So the cilantro lime crema, what you can do is you can soak your cashews. Mm-hmm. And then once you soak them, which will make the cashews easier to digest, mm-hmm. you will blend that with um, some lime juice, um, some water. Uh, add as much water as you want for the consistency. I would like that thick because it's a crema. Um, add some fresh cilantro, some salt, and blend that together. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have a nice, almost like a... Yeah, it's a cream. It's like a crema sauce. So you just drizzle mm. it on there, and it's nice and white, mm. with little speckles of green. Excuse it's pretty me. interesting. You know, I think there's so many things just like that. Like people can make their own sauces, yeah. their own everything. Mm-hmm. But we just we're such um, convenience whores. You know what I mean? Yeah. That we just want everything already put together. Don't have to do all that work. We, you know, we think, oh, I want a sauce. I want to go to the store, buy in the bottle. Yeah. Shake it up. Squirt it out. And that's why, you know, plant-based creators and recipe creators are so important mm-hmm. to get into that space and create those items so that for those people who don't feel like putting in the work or the time, we can make those healthier whole food plant-based options available for yeah. people. I agree. And I think people can, like, uh, take on, like, easy, like things that make it easier to do. Yeah. I you mean, because even for us, like, some days we don't feel like cooking. Yes. And it's really dope. Like, I'm really thankful that, like, lately. So, lately, when I'm eating my raw foods, right, sometimes I'll get to the evening and I'm like, okay, I don't want to eat nothing cooked. But I don't also want to go home and chop up my my lettuce and my cucumbers. I just don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Where can I go to get me something? I'll go to Chipotle. And I go to Chipotle and I'll be like, they're like, what you want, a bowl or a burrito? I'm like, a bowl, mm-hmm. salad. Extra lettuce. You want rice? Nope. Sir, you can skip the rice, the beans, and the meat. What? Mm-hmm. Give me all the sauces, the corn, even though the corn is cooked, whatever. It's just a little bit. Yeah. Um, give me the, you know, the pico de gallo, the medium, the mild, and a little bit of hot. And since I didn't get no meat, rice, and beans, can you, like, double my guac and then put extra lettuce on top? Sure. And that's what I've been doing on nights where I just haven't felt like I wanted to make my own salad. Hmm. So I think, you know, sharing this is important because, you know, I even joined a group a few years ago. Um, I believe it was Chef Aki, actually. Shout out to Chef Aki. She's amazing. And I purchased her, like, um, meal prep detox program. Basically, she taught you how to, like, if you were on the go Mm -hmm. and you were eating out, how to choose better. And she had, you know, certain franchise restaurants that you could go into during your transition stage and be mm. able to order these things. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I know you purists out there would be like, fuck that. But people are transitioning and it's super helpful. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather <laughs> someone go to Chipotle and get that salad versus get so stressed and irritated that they just end up eating something cooked. It's better. Yeah. You know? I agree. Lesser of the two evils. Chipotle so, yeah. is... um. What? I don't, I don't like Chipotle. Mm-hmm. I was about to say some a real hater comment. I had to stop myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chipotle is garbage. Garbage. 
Garbage. Okay. I ain't really garbage. But you know what I'm comparing it to? Meza. Meza, flavor-wise or health-wise? Option-wise. Option. Health-wise, taste-wise, everything. Meza is lit. Yeah, Meza is like Chipotle on crack. It is. For sure. Because um, Chipotle got lettuce. They got arugula, mixed greens, spinach, and what's the other one? Kale. Kale. Yeah. Just that that alone right there, when you compare those two in greens, it's kind of like, all right. But you also have Mediterranean and then Tex-Mex. Yeah, I guess, see, but tech, to me, that's what I'm saying. Like, in comparison, if I wanted lettuce, if I wanted something real simple, I can go to Meza and get that, and it would still be better than Chipotle yeah. to me. So that's just me, though. And then Meza, we have the falafel and yeah. the veggie kefta. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you got the... Couscous and tabula, the beets and the onions and the cabbage and all the hummuses. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of stuff over there. Oh, and they're fucking eggplant. Yeah, eggplant, the mixed vegetables, Mm -hmm. the tomatoes. The chickpea salad. The chickpea salad. Love the chickpea salad. And all these are just a topping ingredient. And when you go to Chipotle, you have lettuce, (laughs) rice, beans, a meat, and some sauces. Yeah, shout out to their vinaigrette, though. Like, the vinaigrette literally makes their salad. Without the vinaigrette, I'm like, hell. And I actually got really pissed the other night because I went to Chipotle, and I said, I asked, I said, are y'all out of anything tonight? Mm -hmm. Before I ordered my salad, are you out of anything? Mm -hmm. No, we're good. So I make my whole salad, get down to the end. I'm like, okay, um, two dressings. Oh, we're out of dressing. The fuck? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck do you mean? Oh my God, yo. That's why you gotta stop going to Chipotle. And I was like, yo, I apologize about my outburst, but I just got. Pissed. Oh, you said that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, ma'am, I apologize. I was like, yo, I really like your dressing, but whatever, yo, just give me the salad. See, I get cilantro vinaigrette from Mezzan. They got cilantro vinaigrette there. They do. The garlic is really good too, but only a little bit because it's so spicy. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's very heavy on the garlic. Very. Very heavy. So she start going, she's like, no, yeah, a little bit, ma'am. Yes. I don't even get it no more. I, I used to get a squirt of it, and I'm like, no, I'm cool. Because every time y'all put like a little bit too much of a squirt, <laughs> and I got to smell that shit in my nose <laughs> for the rest of the day, I'm cool. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. The tahini is really good there. Yeah, I don't like cucumbers, so I can't rock with it. But yeah. Tahini, cucumbers are not in the tahini. It's white and look like. It's made with um sesame seeds. Ground, it's ground up sesame seeds. I thought tahini had cucumber in it. Mm-mm, you're thinking about tzatziki. Tzatziki has dill oh. and cucumber. Okay, yeah, not that one. That's gross. The other one you're talking about is a white one. It's 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 light. It's not white. It's like it's kind of like a. It's pale, but it's not white. It's made with sesame seeds. Maybe you can try it. Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I I, I uh, I've tried a I've tried a lot of those dressings there. Okay. And uh, there's only like three of them that I really like. You know what I mean? Okay, word. Vinaigrette, the other uh, red vinegar, red wine vinegar shit. Um, yeah. The garlic one, and I think it was one more maybe, but yeah. Cilantro vinegar. Oh, I just get no dressing at all. Word. They have enough ingredients there that you don't really need to get dressing for mm. it. Real G shit. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Real they got, G. Got a hummus and tomatoes and everything else gives it the yeah the watery it needs. You know what I mean? So yeah. And I get all the greens in mine. 
Okay. I tell her, hey, give me, give me all of them. They're like, all of them? Yeah, all, all of them. them. All yep. of them. Give me the kale, arugula, yes. spinach, and the mixed greens. Mm-hmm. You know mixed greens kind of, man. It's like the, the lettuce. It's just something about lettuce. I'm like, ah, lettuce is just... You need the crunchiness in there, too, the kale. Yeah, but he- kale's for health. I I, I rock with kale because okay. the benefits of it. So mm-hmm. I eat a lot of kale. Okay. Uh, Kava is also another place you can go to get, like, something quick. And yeah, good. I, I I don't like kava. Okay, uh, it's not it's not a bad. I mean, I just say that it's just that every time I went there, the the uh, customer service was ass. Okay, every time. The one in Newport News, different states. Every oh, really? single time they wow. don't have stuff, or it's just every time it was just something in every single one, or wow. just it just didn't taste good. I'm like, you know what? I'm off kava. Wow. Yeah. Damn. I tried the one in Newport News. I'm like, mm, this ain't it. Really? Yeah. I enjoy the one in Newport News. Now, my only hang up with them is that they don't make their falafel the traditional way. Mm. Um, Meza does. So Meza does, Meza's falafel is gluten-free. And the traditional recipe for falafel um, does not include wheat flour. Oh, and they put wheat flour in kava? At kava. That's why their falafel mm. has more give and it's more chewy. Mm. Mm-hmm. So mm. that's the difference. Um, so that's one thing I don't like about it, um, but it still does taste good. Um, but their garlic cream sauce—you wouldn't deal. You probably wouldn't deal with it because it's white. <laughs> but the flavor, white and creamy. yeah, white and creamy. You know. But see, I love, I love creaminess. Like so. <laughs> Well, <laughs> bruh. I go, you like white creamy sauces? It's over. <laughs> like, it's just. I am a child tonight. Oh my god! So, I mean, I I I do. I mean, look at the fruit lattes. Yeah. yeah. I'm over here mixing fruit juice with creamy oat milk. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, when I'm doing like a fruit bowl in the morning, I, if I have a choice between making my fruity pebbles, my fruity pebbles is essentially chopped up raspberries, blackberries, strawberries, blueberries, mangoes in a bowl. I have two choices, coconut water or coconut milk. Okay. Yeah. I'm choosing coconut milk. Yeah, I'm more of a coconut water guy. See? Yeah. Water boy. Water boy. Milky girl. <laughs> I won't <laughs> try that one. But you know, that's just who I am, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I get it. Now, nah, it, I mean, I, I drink, I mean, I'm joking and stuff, man, but I, I, um, I do prefer coconut water with coconut milk, but I do you I do use milk. I use oat milk sometimes and coconut milk sometimes for a smooth just just to switch it up. Right. Just to have different consistencies. You know what I mean? Like whenever I use bananas, I I would I like to use milk okay. instead of water. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just the consistency, it just tastes mm-hmm. like ice cream almost. So. Oh god, banana ice cream. Yeah. That's what they call it. So I I I do use white milky stuff, it's just, you know. White and milky. Just not often. I think people just like it. Like, you know, coming off of a standard American diet, being able to create creamy dishes for people, mm-hmm. people fuck with that. Yeah. Heavy. Um, 
So, like, back to the fruit journey, like, how that's, you know, how that looked. We was talking about it's an 80-20 split. Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about, you know, what are the... Did you ask me what the benefits I've received thus far? Yeah, we, we talked about what benefits you're looking for, what the benefits of other people. We've covered a little bit. Yeah. So, one of the things that... Um, has so I've been doing it for what I'm on my fourth week. Okay. So in doing this, it's um we're focusing not we're focusing on more than just what we're eating. We're also adding other elements because it's mind, body, and soul. Okay. So what I've also done is I've said, okay, we're gonna do one yoga class a week. Mm-hmm. Because what we're doing is this is for me personally. It when you do the fruit journey, look at where you are in the beginning and how can you enhance that. Mm-hmm. For me, my base level really wasn't much. I mean, fitness was kind of like null. I would do it every now and then. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking to get a better baseline for myself. Like, what is that baseline that I fall back to naturally and is on autopilot? Like waking up in the morning and brushing my teeth, that's on autopilot. Mm-hmm. So how can I get these other things on autopilot? Yeah. So we have an 80-20 split for the food, and now we have one yoga class a week. And then on top of that, we're also focusing on asking ourselves daily, how did I make myself proud today? Hmm. A daily question. That's how dope. did I make myself proud? That's dope. And through this process, um, one of the biggest changes I've noticed is my awareness of my mood and my ability to shift my thoughts when I am smoking cannabis. So that's where we're, that's where this conversation is going to go next into yeah. cannabis. So in the beginning of the year, I had took a break from cannabis. And I was really fucking with my personality, like just really loving who I was in my sober state. Mm-hmm. And in my past, I have dealt with, um, as he lights the J in the backwood. And listen, I am not demonizing cannabis. I have nothing against cannabis. Yes, it I is like a plant. Yeah. I'm just sharing with you my experience. For sure. Could I smoke cannabis again at some other time in life? Sure, maybe. But this is just my experience now. Do not put words in my mouth. People on the internet like to do that. So I want to make that clear. So, beginning of the year, stop smoking it. Previously, I've had long run-ins with, we'll say mental illness, depression, Right? So I noticed in the month of January, um, and focusing on my mindset and learning that my emotions were indicators from higher self, letting me know if my thoughts were in alignment with what I wanted to create. So if that emotion, whatever name we give that emotion as humans, if it gives me a feeling that's undesirable or doesn't feel good, It's not about bad or good. It's does that feeling feel good to you? If it doesn't feel good, then that's higher self letting me know, hey, that emotion is not linked to a thought that you want to create in your reality. 
So during the month of January when I wasn't smoking, it was very easy for me to change my point of focus. Very easy. I could just accept that negative thought or whatever that thought that didn't make me feel good. I could accept it and just switch my point of focus to something else. So then um, I began smoking again. And see, I'm the kind of smoker where I'm not going to just smoke a little bit. See, a family member of mine, not going to put them out there like that, but, you know, I smoke with a family member of mine. (laughs) And, you know, he would roll these long joints. And I love long joints, right? He would always cut the shit in half. And it would piss me off. I'm like, yo, why are you cutting this in half? Why? And um, he would say to me, we don't need to smoke the whole thing. We're going to get high off of this and let's enjoy that high. Watch this movie, Mm -hmm. right? Let the high come down and then we'll smoke again to elevate. But my young ass, I want to smoke the whole damn joint. Yeah, yeah. But he, you know, old school head, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, he knew what it was. So with me, you know, I buy an OZ and I'm waking up. I'm smoking. I'm I'm smoking all day, all morning, all night. I just like it. It's cool. Um, But that's just too much. It was just too much for me. I think it's too much for anybody, but it was too much for me. So I buy the OZ. I start smoking again. And next thing I know... The ability to shift my point of focus had slimmed down significantly. It was so difficult. It was as if the momentum to the negative thoughts was like going 90 miles per hour. And it was so hard to shift that point of focus to something else. Interesting. Yeah. So that's what made me say, hmm, I think I need to chill. Mm -hmm. And then I'll also notice, too, that I didn't really care for my personality much when I was smoking. Um, I found myself getting agitated a lot easier. I wasn't as kind. Um, And I didn't feel like my personality was as magnetizing. You know, in my sober state, I'm a magnetizing fucking individual. I'm awesome. People fuck with me heavy. And I like Mm -hmm. that. And I fuck with them heavy. But when I'm smoking, I don't know. Like I don't feel, I don't feel that magnetization. I get that. So I just naturally, as I began this 80-20 split and eating more fresh foods, it was just a uh, what do you call it? A uh, that inner voice just saying, "Hey, you need to chill on the weed. You hear it? Well, you do. No one has to tell you. Yep. You hear it. You mm-hmm. know it. Yep. You hear it clear as day. So yep. I was like, you know what? I'm good. So. The other day, I just, um, I was teetering off. I was like, all right, cool. We're just going to smoke at night. Mm-hmm. And that still wasn't working for me because you know what? When I stopped smoking, I was going to bed like around 9, 30, 10, 30, mm-hmm. waking up at like 3, 4, or 5, naturally. Started smoking. Next thing I know, I'm sleeping in until 10, 11. Sheesh, yeah. Yeah, it was a major difference. Mm-hmm. So um, I just woke up one day and I was like, I'm good. I threw the weed in the trash can. Yeah, you were committed. <laughs> yeah. You know? If you're a weed smoker, it's, it's a really hard thing. Man. Yes. <clears throat> throw weed in the trash can. <clears throat> but when eating cooked foods, mm-hmm. um, even cooked plant-based foods, 
I've always, for the last two years, I've had that, um, I've had that voice in my head that would say, you need to chill out on smoking. You need to chill. Yeah. I even, when I spoke to my uh, Madre Luna, you know, my uh, psychic or bruja I go to, I even had a conversation with her about it, about letting it go two or three years ago. But it wasn't until I started consuming more light foods, the whole foods in their raw form, mm-hmm. that allowed me to really just say no yeah. with joy. Mm-hmm. And that is the difference. Yeah, The goal isn't to stop smoking weed and allow that to cause you stress. Because mm-hmm. if it causes you stress, is it really helpful? Yeah, I agree. So the whole thing about the fruit journey is to witness yourself and see what you naturally start doing out of pure joy for yourself. Hmm. Well, I'm definitely um, interested in watching and being a witness to the journey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, being, you know, on the front line, which you kind of relaying this information to the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? As you get it out to the world and let them know what you're going through and push this information out, I'm excited. Yeah, you know I mean? thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It should be a, it should be a good good journey, mm-hmm. good trip, and uh, good growth. Yeah, looking forward to it for sure. For sure. Hmm. That that got me thinking about uh, maybe I um based on my personality when I don't it sends me inward when I smoke and it works for me. You know what I mean, because I'm not I'm not like the live energy of the room. You know what I mean? I'm the opposite of that. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Well, I prefer to be the opposite of that. I'll say that. Yeah, I prefer to be the fly on the wall. Okay. I prefer to be the guy in the corner, mm-hmm. standing behind a tall guy. You know what I mean? And nobody really, they see me, but they don't really see me. Yeah. I like being in that position. That makes sense. Yeah. Cannabis would definitely take me there. Like if I'm smoking and I'm out, like at a poetry night, I'm definitely chilling in the corner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in my my head a lot anyway. Okay. So I'm, I'm like that regardless if I'm high or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm like so zoned out in my own brain and anyway, so yeah. it just works. It just, it gets those gears turning even more, and it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I, I use it for creative creative purposes too. Yes. Whenever I'm about to create or do something, mm-hmm. I know I might need that little bit of uh, that sporadicness where, you know what I mean, if I get high, I'm able to think about this and think about that. When I'm sober, I'm more, a little bit more reserved and I'm thinking about, right, what's in front of me right mm-hmm. here. So smoking in that creative aspect allows me to create more vastly and reach further and push the limitations a little bit further. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, I'm definitely interested in um, tapping into some naturally grown cannabis hmm. from outdoor soil. That hasn't been fertilized because, you know, when you're growing indoors and I have experience with this, you know, you are using chemicals, Yes. you know, to grow that cannabis. So Mm -hmm. that is becoming a part of that plant. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For sure. So uh, I have spoken to someone and they say that they prefer how they feel when they're smoking like cannabis straight out of Jamaica, for instance, that grows outdoors. So I would love to try some, you know, out, out, uh, what do you call it? Outside grown cannabis from Jamaica and from the mountains of Nepal. They hmm. got cannabis that grows out there naturally in the mountains. Hmm. Yeah, Jamaican seems pretty easy to to get. 
And then the Paul one, that one, I'm more interested in that yeah. one. The yeah. Reggie. With the Reggie with the seeds in it. Yeah, I need that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. A trip to Nepal can happen. It can. Where is Nepal? Dang, good question. I don't even know where Nepal is on the map. Let's see. <coughs> Nepal. Hmm. Yeah, I'm down, I'm down for a trip uh, to Nepal. Yeah, let's go. Uh, it's a country in South Asia. Even better. So, I really explore South Asia like that. Is it by Taiwan and is that South Asia? Let's see, Vietnam and all that. Is that like Eastern Asia? By the Himalayas, the Himalayan mountains, I guess. Himalayans. Yeah, not hip on geography. Uh, so it's right. It's okay. So it's in between China and India. So China, Tibet, then you have Nepal, and then India. Okay. Wow, that'd be that's a dope trip, yep. especially Tibet and then Nepal. I'm down. Yeah, let's do it. Do a- ATP <coughs> up in Nepal. Yep, abroad. For ATP abroad. abroad. Let's go. Yep. Yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of dope though, for real, for real. Yeah. If you can do that like abroad, do like a podcast in a different country. Yes. And do this setup right here on the side, like on the mountain. We got we got a podcast oh, yes. on the mountain. Where it's being grown. You got to pick it off the tree. We're going to put the mics up first. Then we can go pick it and come sit back down. We're on a podcast while we... We got to start podcasting sober. Yes. This is my first podcast sober. Is it? Yeah. Every podcast that we've done so far have been hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Has it, it everyone? Yeah, maybe so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. The cannabis is beautiful out there. Yeah, cannabis in Nepal has been, well, cannabis in Nepal has been illegal since 1976, but the country has a long history of use of cannabis for Ayurvedic medicine. Mm. So that means that we it's, it's, it's fairly easy to go out there and find it. Yeah, so they have this thing on, um, it's called the Hippie Trail. So in the 1960s, the Hippie Trail began to route young Western adventurers through Mm. Nepal. The stable, traditional cannabis economy was rocked by the influx of demand and the heavy usage by by visitors normalized and made cannabis consumption trendy locally. The increased demand and linkage to outside markets led to an increase in hashish production and smuggling routes were established through India and the wider world. So I watched a YouTube video a while ago um, where these Westerners were over in Nepal and they were climbing the mountain and it's Mm -hmm. like every level they hit, um, the mountain had like, like goats, like people herding their goats, houses, like a little cafe, like on every level they would hit. That's dope. And it just had marijuana just growing. That'd be dope. Mm Mm-hmm. I like I like I like experiencing stuff like that. Like um that kind of stuff feeds me. Like experiencing Yeah, let's do things. it. Yeah. We're putting it out there now. We're going to Nepal. Yep. And we're gonna do the podcast in Nepal. We're gonna, yep. we're gonna have some show some... y'all what cannabis is out there. And I would you know, I would actually smoke that cannabis because it's, you know, grown outdoors with no chemicals. So I mm-hmm. would do it. Yeah. Get some good uh Nepalese food. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I'm with it. Let's go. Sit on the side of a mountain. Hallelujah. Hopefully you got a meza out there. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yeah, if I see a Meza in the pool, that's like I am not going in there. Because as soon as you walk it in there, it's different. going to disappear. It might be different. It might be like it might be like the real Meza. It might be like some real Mediterranean. Hey. Yeah, have you ever been to like a McDonald's in a different country? No, I haven't, but I've watched videos on it and it's hella interesting. Yes, it's very I've been to them in a couple in a couple countries at this point. Um yeah, they have the food is very different. I can say very different, but oh yeah, it was crazy. Cannabis tour. Yeah, that looks We wild. will link this in the show notes so yeah. you guys can check it out. It's uh Upper Himalayan Treks and Adventure, Private Limited, Pohokra, Nepal, Nepal, Cannabis Tour. Yeah. Look at all that weed growing outdoors. We should make it like a, um, a ATP trip. Invite some of our listeners. Oh, my God. That would be great. That would be awesome. Okay, let's do that. Make it like a little group ATP thing. Yeah. Go out there, do a live show. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, I'm so excited now. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah, yep. we can set up and, yeah, we, we probably can, like, get connected, too. For sure. Like, try to plug in with some people that's, like, really growing it on the professional side. Yeah. On the on the illegal side. Yeah. All that. That'll be awesome. I'm definitely No down. cameras, man. Especially if we do all uh, audio. What? We might be able to get some real good content. There is a secret restaurant on the edge of town that offers a drink called Bang Lassi. It's a mixture of yogurt, water, spices, milk, and cannabis. Hmm. Essentially, it is a cannabis milkshake without ice cream. It can be ordered in strong, medium, and light. Okay. Trust me, it's good. I tried the light, and for three hours, I couldn't stop giggling. I felt light and breezy like bubbles. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Hell hmm. yeah. Okay, okay. I'm with it. Let go. That'll be, be a good one. Yes. So. That'll be a good trip. Let's put that in the air. Okay. For sure. I, I, I got that. So ATP Cannabis Tour of Nepal. Yep. That'd be awesome. Hope to see you there. You need to start like marketing in Nepal. Yeah. That, that ain't gonna be too hard, especially on social media. Some real targeted. True, because we can, yeah. Yeah, we can like really target it, target it down. Mm-hmm. Pan the trip around in like, maybe what, like four or five months out and start like running shit for four or five months straight yeah. before we go out there. That'd be dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with it. Okay, let's go. I'm down. All right. Say less. We we there. We are there. We give you we'll give you guys dates later. Yeah, we'll give you dates. Looking forward to Stay it. Stay tuned. So yeah. It's been great. For sure. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. Um until next time. <laughs> <laughs> until uh, next time. I suck at closing us. these things out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you you got the you got the whole delivery. I'm pretty sure you got yeah. a speech on the tip of your tongue. You're a good opener. I'm a good closer. There you go, boom. Let me fall back. Yeah. So thanks for joining ATP this evening. Um the fruit journey is lit. Can't wait to see you on the fruit journey. In the meantime. Eat more fruit. Eat more fruit. And see where that takes you. Pay attention to your body. Pay attention to your soul. And pay attention to your thoughts. They're speaking to you.
With love and blessings, L and humble or signing out. Mm-hmm. <laughs>